At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Right. Tool. Yep. Hi, right, guys. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 937, October 5th, 2022. It was 88 degrees. We don't have to go that far back in the year 2011. And it was 25 degrees on this day in 1952. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers, Manning Technology Corner. Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. Just to put a cap on yesterday's top dead 30, uh, top 30 deadliest hurricanes in the United States. Yes. And uh, what the uh, overriding factor that needs to be taken into consideration is just the number of people who now live in areas where there are hazards. And uh, Scott writes, recent podcasts have been focusing on the fact that hurricanes are not increasing in frequency or intensity, yet the cost of them has gone up dramatically. The following uh, quote is from Bjorn Lomborg's book, False Alarm, How Climate Change Panic costs us trillions, hurts the poor, and fails to fix the planet. Quote, while the U.S. population since 1900 has more than quadrupled, coastal populations have increased far more. The population of all the coastal counties from Texas to Virginia on the Gulf of Mexico and Atlantic have increased 16-fold in the same period. The coastal population of Florida has increased a phenomenal 67 times. There are now many more people living in Dade and Broward counties in South Florida than lived along the entire coast from Texas to Virginia in 1940. Mm. For a hurricane in 1940 to hit the same number of people as a modern hurricane ripping through Dade and Broward today, it would have had to tear through the entire Gulf of Mexico and Atlantic coastline. Uh, keep up the good work. Keep pushing back. Staying calm and using facts. Nick Steele from Gumption County. All right. Well, why did I say his name was Scott? His name's Nick. Maybe he didn't want his name mentioned. Right. And and the email that is just, why didn't we think of this? Scott <clears throat> writes, Scott Woolery. Now, this is interesting, and it really tells us a great deal. And I'm going to ask you all a question. So I'll pay attention. I would like to, you to. Okay. Hail the Flashlight King. Hail, Hail you. you. The question, I'm, I'm going to give you the question before I read this. Well, I'll write it down. Is it the question of the day? Will you put it in the form of a question? <laughs> the question will be, what does this say about us? Okay. About us. All right. Here's the email. Can you give me an answer to a big question I have? In the new law that was sold as a cure for inflation, some $5 billion has been allocated to pay for electric vehicle charging stations around the country. 
I've done a bit of searching on the web to see how much money the federal or state governments paid to set up the gas stations we have pretty much everywhere. And as near as I can tell, there was no money spent by progressive presidents of the era, like Teddy Roosevelt and Woodrow Wilson. There was also nothing spent by some fairly conservative administrations, like William Howard Taft, Warren G. Harding, and Calvin Coolidge. Keep in mind that this was the time that an entirely new industry began producing a product that eliminated the incredible amounts of pollution that plagued every city and town in America. Manure from horses filled large areas of every street until it could be removed. That filth made for very unhealthy urban living. When the automobile came along, that pollution pretty much disappeared in two decades with no government help. Instead, entrepreneurs around the country worked with the oil companies and set up distribution systems that went from one end of the country to the other. Those businesses were most often mom-and-pop stations that employed thousands of people everywhere. Oh, and along the way, the product they were moving had special taxes added to the cost of the fuel to pay for all the roads that were needed to make travel convenient. Now our government is paying for the fueling stations. And while the users have to pay for the electricity they are using, they are not being charged for the damage the vehicles are doing to the roads. After all, each EV weighs about what petroleum vehicles weigh. Their, uh, their tires for both are the same. They travel at the same speeds. That means they contribute to the destruction of roads equally, and yet the EVs aren't paying for that damage. Hold up. Wait a minute. Something, Something ain't right. right. You and me are paying for EVs plug-in stations. I disagree with we that. We never paid for a gas station. What does that say about us? It says we're pathetic. You're it's on the set. right track. We're, we're suckers. Well, you're on the right track. We're somewhere. turning. We're turning into a, a socialist nation, whether we I, want to or not. You're getting there. Yes. Let me take a stab at it. Yes. We've acquiesced to the idea that we've got this on our own, and the fact that we there, have now just re- relied on the government for every aspect of absolutely. Our life. The the people are no longer ruling the government. The government is ruling the people. That I will accept that. I was, was going to say that. I know you were. <laughs> My answer was, this tells us that we are becoming smaller and smaller citizens. We are becoming smaller. Has anyone raised a fuss about this? You know, back in 1950, Bert and his brother-in-law, Billy, built a gas station on the corner of 5th and Main. I didn't pay for it. Right. They paid for it. Mm-hmm. But now no, well, I'm expected to pay for electric vehicle charging stations because the government is going to tell to, us what we're going to drive, and they're going to provide the means to fuel it. To the, oh, go ahead, Rick. Go ahead. Okay, why did we skip this step? Why wasn't there electric charging guys? Uh, Ray and Tom over there, they wanted to, to put in... A charging station that you had to pay for. You had to drop a ten bucks in there, and it'll charge up for three hours. It's worse than that because it's gotten to the point where the president himself has even demonized the Ma and Pa gas station Mm -hmm. owner. Remember a couple of months ago when it when the it surfaced that they need to they they went after not only just big oil. But all the gas stations that were charging people so much money, and then it was explained, well, this is how gas prices work. And a slight correction, Such, to your theory, we did pay for it, but we paid for it through capitalism, the way it should be. 
they came up with a product and an idea. And we bought it, yep. And we liked it. We bought it. And, you know, we put their kids through college. And right. that's that's the American way. Right. We bought their gasoline. We yeah. didn't buy their bricks and mortar. Right, right. But that's what you're buying now. You're buying the bricks and mortar to establish an electric vehicle charging station. The bigger the government, the smaller the citizen. Yep. And this government right now is so impossibly big that there's not even a second thought given to them instructing us that you will pay for the electric charging stations. I don't want to pay for I don't want to pay a dime. Okay. A dime. When did this start? Uh, Biden's first day? Oh, no. Obama's first day? It precedes, uh, it pre- Biden is certainly, or Obama is certainly complicit. Was Bush? Uh, was Trump? Oh, I, you know, it's just been a gradual enlarging of the government. Nibbled to death. We've been nibbled to death by ducks, and that duck is now a monster. It's grown into a monster. I a monster duck. For, I don't want to pay for these things. Quack, quack. Is that a special monster wow, wow. duck? I didn't have to pay for a gas station. Right. Well, well so if, if I, I wanted the gas... I drove my car there and bought the gas. Fill me in here, fellas. If I pull in, uh, like my reference here is the Target in Alexandria. They've got three or four or five uh, charging stations. Do I pay for that? If I pull in there and hook up, am I paying for a charge or am I getting that free? Well, you'd have to ask Target. I have no idea. I have no idea. I would imagine it's free. But nothing is free. Somebody's paying for it. I do recall on one of my dum-dum runs... I pulled up, I think I was in Colorado, and I remember pulling up, and the gas station was almost 50% fuel, 50% charging stations, and I don't recall seeing any of the, you know, the credit card things that you would find on a gas pump. I don't believe they had any of those on the on the uh, charging station pump, or pump, whatever you call it, plug-ins. Just think of that, GLers. You are not only seeing states mandate the end of the purchase of uh, gas-powered vehicles, you are seeing the mandating that you will provide the charging mechanisms. We uh, we are shrinking mightily in our citizenship. I, I don't like any of this. Uh, this isn't... We're well, saps is what we are. We're saps that we're uh, allowing this to continue to happen. It, it goes so, unchecked. Let's do some math here. Um, oh, boy. We received an email, um, I think yesterday. I was gone, sorry. Uh, from a guy or a gal whose husband or relative bought an EV, paid a hundred grand for it. So in theory, if that guy never has to pay for a charge, will that car, in fact, be cheaper to run in the long run? You know what I'm Does that make sense, yeah. that question? Mm-hmm. Yep. Well... The government is, not the government, we are paying for the charging stations, but for all I know, if you're driving from here to Omaha and you stop at a a charging station, uh, for all I know, you will be charged a fee. Okay, then who gets that money? The government. And in this case, the government, not us. Maybe the utility. So not us. It's not a co-op where uh, the United States citizens that pay taxes are going to receive a check at the end of the year for uh, all the electricity we sold. We're not going to have enough electricity. Well, 
we're just not going to have enough. Hmm. Well, I mean, the same afternoon. government that tells you to turn down your air conditioning because of a stress on the power grid is telling you you have to buy an electric car. <laughs> <laughs> well, say that say that next. again say well, the, that the, again. the same government that puts out an urgent cry to please turn down your thermostats because there's stress on the power grid and and freeze your balls off in the winter because there's a Jesus. we don't have any heat to provide uh, they're telling you to buy an electric car <laughs> Well, what the hell? What? Just, it's Let's such... just pack it up. Back the truck up. Let's that, pack it. We're done. We're that done. is the most ludicrous true statement I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> it's wow. over. Yeah, it is. Uh, it, it's. I don't know how it can get worse, but I will tell oh, you. Oh, oh just oh, you no, wait. I'm going to tell you how it's getting worse. Gas prices in California overnight increased by the largest amount in seven years. In seven years. Just a day after Californians saw gas top six bucks a gallon for regular, gas prices made their largest jump in seven years overnight. Officials are blaming California's higher prices on planned and unplanned refinery maintenance, which is slowing oil production. Hurricane Ian could also disrupt production in the Gulf of Mexico by impacting a large by impacting large coastal refineries. Biden Is this Wednesday? Yes. 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 Biden today warned gas companies not to use the hurricane as an excuse to gouge the American people. Isn't that also a very common theme that the first thing Mysterians think of when it comes to a private company is they're out to gouge you. Yes, yes. How many Priuses sped to the scene of Ian? Zero. How many solar-powered vehicles sped to the scene of Ian? None to my knowledge. Now we learn, where is it? I might as well stay on this theme. Now we learn. Where is it? I got it. OPEC is cutting production. Well, that ought, yeah. to, that ought yeah. to help. <laughs> oh, if that doesn't, well. OPEC is going to cut oil production by 2 million barrels a day because they don't like the fact that the price of a, of a barrel fell. It's uh, roughly 80 bucks a barrel. And that's down from 120 bucks a barrel in early June. And uh, these uh, Arabs say, well, the hell with you people. We're... We're gonna, we'll uh, choke you to death until we get it back up to where we like it. A group of some of the world's most powerful oil producers on Wednesday, again today, agreed to impose deep output cuts, seeking to spur a recovery in prices despite calls from the U.S. to pump more to help the global economy. So the same people yep. that demonize fossil fuels... <laughs> And have been no help to Americans attempting to produce their own or more of their own energy are now begging OPEC, don't do this. Pump more to help us. God helps those who help themselves. Right. We should be pumping our own oil. And there's a variety of reasons we are and we're not and 
where and how, and we've been through all of this. But this is pathetic. And the sad part about this is you wish that in some way these types of decisions would only affect the people that are making these types of decisions. The problem is it's affecting everybody. Russia's in on it. Russia and Saudi Arabia will uh, cut somewhere between 500,000 and 2 million barrels. The move represents a major reversal in production policy, which slashed output by a record 10 million barrels a day in early 2020 when demand plummeted due to the pandemic. The oil cartel has since gradually unwound those record cuts, albeit with several OPEC countries struggling to fulfill their quotas. Wouldn't you love a crystal ball or a, some sort of wisdom to pull back the curtain and really truly understand what this pandemic has wrought? Yes. And crystal how it ball, happened, magic wand. And how it happened. Where did the virus originate? In a lab in China. Huh. Well, that's odd. The Washington Post is painting this as a slap to Biden uh, to his face. Because it is. he's Yeah, he said he was going to make Saudi Arabia a, a pariah. That's not working out so well for him, is it? Or us. This country has no reason to depend on anyone else for these products. Zero reason. But in this so-called Build Back Better bill, which doesn't reduce inflation, it only exacerbates it. Build Back There's $5-6 billion of your money committed to build electric vehicle charging stations, while in the meantime, uh, Americans can't afford to fill their car. Right. And now, apparently, we're entering another period where we will begin to notice the increasing gas prices. This is covered poorly by journalism. Uh, they're not capable of covering it correctly because it's part of their agenda, part of their template that uh, gas is bad. Gas came along at a time when you couldn't walk down a street in St. Paul, Minnesota because of the horse poop. <laughs> Boy, times were good back then, huh? And now we, they cleaned up the horse poop, and here came these cars, and the government never stepped in and said, hey, Bert, I'm going to help you build a gas station. No, Bert and his brother-in-law took the risk to build a, a gas station. It's been on the corner of 5th and Main for 100 years. They'll change your oil and clean your windshield and, and sell you some gas. But you didn't pay for them to build a gas station. Now you've got me thinking here. So if the government then is going to essentially build all of these charging stations across the entire country. Yep. Does that mean that they then own and operate said I, stations? I would, I would imagine so. So if I stop into my Tesla and charge up for half an hour, but I, I'm going to go spend 25 bucks grabbing something to eat and something to drink while I'm sitting there waiting for my vehicle and buying a, a magazine that I might read now or I might put on the shelf and read it this winter when I have more time. Yeah, but you're talking, <laughs> you see, you're, you're describing something very interesting. That's what I do here, Joe. I know. You're describing the way the private sector would go about it. Uh, what's the gas station chain I love? Quick Trip. Okay. Apparently, we're shortcutting <clears throat> Quick Trip. Yes. You're shortcutting Kmart or whatever. Because you should have to pull in there and they should have their, right next to the air machine. Because if, if, if electric vehicles become so popular, 
the quick trip people of the United States would say, we got to quick build some charging stations and let's add some food stations and some clean restrooms. I do. And, there, and then we charge you for this. We get paid for you to stop at our place and charge your bleeping electric car. I do believe that some have already. I know in my case, the, the high V that I go to has charging stations added in addition to... As far as I know, in addition to also having a gas station on the other side of the parking okay, lot. Okay, but what the government's doing is coming along, however belatedly, in undercutting high V. They're skipping that right. step. Like They're going to come earlier. along and say you can. It'll be like restrooms. The state has provided restrooms on your journey, so yeah. you don't have to go to a gas station. Yeah. Rest stops is yes. the oh, word rest I'm stops. thinking of. Yeah. 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 Well, not to mention the fact that. The Quick Trip's main goal there is to have you go there and gas up. And buy a burger. So you're going to be buying less gas because you have an electric car. I love that I converted you on Quick Trip burgers, by the way. I think you're the best. <laughs> they are really good. They are fa- I'd like, I could dine out at Quick, Let's do Quick it. Trip. This is not an ad, by the way. They did not no. pay for this. We'll no, and out. I'm going to tell you again, people, 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 do you want your personal affairs to go to the people we're talking about? You want the government to handle your estate, your will, your finances? Are we going to have any choice? In your will, you can put where you want your charging station to go. That's right. Don't leave your family a mess. Contact Eckberg Glamours. They, uh, look, everyone needs an estate plan. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but we're all going to die. And when you do, you want an estate plan that will take care of it, minimize your taxes, Give, give everything neat and clean to your family. And and think of it this way, too. Uh, we're nearing the end of cabin season. Mm-hmm. People are closing up cabins. You know that passing on cabins and vacation properties is a pain in the butt? Never thought about that. It's tricky. You need expert people like Eckberg Glamours to help you work that out. Another thing an estate plan takes care of, cabins, vacation properties. The genealogy, the generational stress, pass it on. How are you going to pass it on? They take care of it. And you got stuff that comes up. You got stuff, kids going to school, kids getting married, kids getting divorced, whatever. Eckberg Lammers, they're a law firm. They've been doing this for more than 70 years. What are you waiting for? Call 651-439-2878. Or visit Eckberg Lammers, one word, at Eck, that, well, the one word is the WW thing. EckbergLammers.com slash will. You know, it's that time of the year. It's that time of the year when you walk out your front door and you look up at the gutters. The leaves are falling, the acorns are filling up, and they need to be cleaned out. You can't leave them like that because... That's going to force possibly ice dams. You want to get those gutters cleaned. Do you want to do it yourself? Absolutely not. I don't. I don't want to climb up a ladder six to eight feet. Uh, Maybe you got a second story. That's huge. Go with a company that will come out and do that for you, and you won't have to risk anything. That's Kahuna Window Cleaning and Seasonal Services. For window cleaning, house washing, gutter cleaning, very important, and roof washing, that unsightly lichen that's up there, that's that kind of that moldy stuff, they know how to get rid of that. And they know how to do that safely. The U.S. leads the world in ladder deaths. Each year, there are more than 164,000 emergency room-treated injuries and unfortunately 300 deaths in the U.S. caused by fallen uh, falls from ladders. I don't want you to risk that. I want you to let the professionals with the proper safety equipment do it. Their ladders are equipped with extra accessories. Uh, Typical ladders don't have standoffs, soft rubber grip pads, leg levelers, and the like. 
Get in touch with Kahuna Window Cleaning and Seasonal Services. Their telephone number, by the way, tell them you're a GLer, they'll waive the trip charge. 612-888-5248 or go to kahunawindowcleaning.com to book a cleaning. Once again, kahunawindowcleaning.com. You got to take that can away from him at some yeah. point. I love my can of air. You you can't take Candy's can. You have one too. You're both nerds. <laughs> this guy wears many hats, just not indoors. I'm gonna tell you. I got too much to cover here. I'm gonna tell you something right now. What two cans that every GLer needs? A can of air. And a a can of seafoam. My two favorite things in the whole wide world coming together this weekend at the Seafoam Motor Treatment Dirt Nationals. Two days of dirt racing, and I really love racing, featuring all the classes that are a big deal deal in our world of dirt track racing, late models, mods, B-mods, stock cars, hobbies, bombers, all deal. And they've really opened up the rules here so racers in all sanctioning bodies can show up and run for the big dough. The location, I love this. The hated city of Slayton Mm. and the Murray County Speedway. They're going above and beyond to make this a big deal for racers and fans alike. And Seafoam, they loved it so much, they've decided to sponsor the whole shebang. The place to be this weekend, believe it or not, is Patrick Royce's boyhood stomping grounds at the Seafoam Motor Treatment Dirt Nationals in hated Slayton. Now, when you're going to write Hated Slayton, you've got to make sure you capitalize the H in Hated. Hated Slayton. It's at the Murray County Seafoam, uh, the Murray County Speedway Seafoam, a local company with a global reach. I'm talking from Alaska to the South Pacific to Hated Slayton, a wonderful product in the world of dirt track racing Seafoam. I didn't want to bring this up, but I'm going to because there's so much that that needs to be observed. Uh the Star Tribune is reporting on uh, uh, Scott Jensen commenting about furries. Oh, my God. But there's there's something to be gleaned here that tells us a great deal about much. At a campaign stop captured on video and distributed on social media, GOP gubernatorial candidate Scott Jensen claimed that schools are allowing children to use litter boxes to urinate. What are we doing to our kids? Why are we telling elementary kids that they get to choose their gender this week? Why do we have litter boxes in some of the school districts so kids can pee in them because they identify as furry? Asked Jensen, a family physician, former former state senator. He apparently said this September 29 in Hutchinson. We've lost our minds, he said. We've lost our minds. Well, he's right there. We have. Asked multiple times to identify which schools Jensen was referring to, his campaign declined. Responding instead, the campaign has no comment. This is written by somebody named Rochelle Olson. Uh, Here's an interesting paragraph, at least interesting to me. Furries are people who broadly identify with animals and sometimes dress up in fur suits and dress conventions. Okay, I dispute her wording there. Words mean something. I identify with animals. I don't identify as an animal. Okay. If I'm not mistaken, furries are these fruitcakes who put on a squirrel suit and think they're a squirrel. (laughs) Yes. Right? Yes. Well, that's not the same as I I identify with squirrels. Okay. I chat with them on my walk. Sure. I I love animals. That doesn't mean I'm going to put on a... 
squirrel suit. <laughs> you might like it, though. You know. <laughs> Sometimes uh, I talk to deer right before right. I, sh- I right. shoot them. Right, right I, before I, you get them. I'm about. You're about to meet your maker, right. Mr. Buck. Mm. Boom. <laughs> Furries, <Bye-bye. laughs> Furries are people who broadly identify with. I would not say broadly. I would say narrowly identify as animals because they're nuts. And sometimes dress up in fur suits and intend conventions because they're nuts. Not all of them dress up, and many say it's just another way of being social and meeting people. Well, that's the lowest rung on the dating ladder, yeah. <laughs> is, is to dress up like a chicken and go to some... What's the other one, zombie? Yeah, that's pretty that's low. That's pretty low, too. It's not a sexual fetish where it, the writer feels necessary to tell us that. What else would it be? Right. A 2015 Star Tribune story reported a state chapter of about 100 furries. Yes? You do know this is a hoax, right? What? This 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 has not happened. The litter boxes? Right. Yeah. No, I know. I know that. All right, cool. Good, good. I just wanted to make sure. When I heard this news last spring, I was so delighted by this that I did a whole (laughs) ton of research because, oh, my God, we're going to have so much fun on GL with this. And I couldn't find one proven case where this has actually happened. No, and I, but it would not surprise me. No, no, that's why I did all the research, yeah. because it didn't surprise me at all. <laughs> Persistent and debunked rumors about litter boxes in schools have been promoted by Republicans throughout the country for several months. Last week, a GOP gubernatorial candidate in Colorado made a similar false claim. Officials at the Minnesota Department of Education say they have no evidence that litter boxes are placed in classrooms or schools. MDE doesn't believe this is happening in any Minnesota schools, spokesman Kevin Byrne said, but added that this isn't a reportable event, meaning schools aren't required to notify the state if, in fact, they do have a litter box. Okay. Well, I'm prepared to believe they don't. I'm, pre- I'm prepared to believe that uh, that that last string of sanity might still be in effect. <laughs> well, you're an optimist there. Even though it's not reportable, we haven't been made aware in any other manner that this is happening. MDE spokesman Anna Kurth said this kind of rumor is hostile to Minnesota students, especially transgender students. Huh? Oh. Wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. Transgender students and furries are two different things. That's right. Why are you, why are you lady, uh, uh Aligning transgender kids with these fruitcakes that dress up like sheep. After Jensen made the comment about furries and Hutchinson, he raised transgender issues by saying he was scolded at the fair by a 15-year-old. She wanted to know how I felt about transgender issues, and I said, well, that's a pretty big question. Can you unpack that for me? According to Jensen, the teenager asked, well, will you support my right to have injections of hormone blockers and surgeries if I want to change my gender? He said he told her, no, not at 15. You turn 18, you're a legal adult, you're on your own, he said. Jensen said that as a parent, he isn't going to say it's okay. And I think I think what we're supposed to take from this piece is we should frown on Jensen for holding that view. I do not frown on Jensen for holding that view. I, not, not in that one, no. I think more no. of them. No. We're hypersexualizing our kids. He's correct. Let the kids be kids and just dream dreams. Correct. Go out and collect rocks and play ball, he said. Correct. Before making explicit references to parts of the anatomy that eliminate waste. That's all we need to worry about. Uh, I don't know what that means. Well, whatever. The crowd applauded as he wrapped up, saying the kids have plenty of time in puberty and adulthood 
adulthood to learn the rest of it. And we don't need to be in such an all-fired hurry. He is correct. Correct. Darwin Forsyth campaign spokesman for Walls denounced Jensen's comments. Because these frauds are sick. Spreading these conspiracy theories about our schools makes it even harder for teachers and principals to do their jobs, he said. I guess he's denouncing the litter box part. We can't afford to elect a governor who will undermine our public schools and spread lies in an effort to cut funding for... This whole cut funding and fully funded is so disingenuous. Well, of course it is. Education is is half this state's budget. It's billions and billions and billions of dollars. It will never be enough. Uh, it's it, it's ridiculous. Now, here's what I would say. Jensen apparently has no one that can ha- that g- can get to his ear and say, "You got to knock off this goofy BS." Well, you tried at the fair. I know, and he, he obviously you, didn't you listen. Did. It isn't going to work. It doesn't work. Just because you got the Marjorie Taylor Green types running around the country saying things like this. Don't echo that. Not in this state. That was going to be what I was just about to say. You can't get away with running this type of campaign in the state of Minnesota. You just And I also believe him, by the way, when he says he's not running to outlaw abortion. Of course not. He's not. That's not why he's running. You wouldn't know that watching television. He's running because he knows this state is almost irreparably screwed up by progressives. But Jensen, you got to lay off this litter box BS. That's only hurting you. It's too silly. You don't have to lay off anything else you've said about kids being pushed into their sexuality too early. You're absolutely correct. It seems like he's playing into their hands at every turn, well, driving me crazy. Kendall Qualls. Well, again, we said this yesterday, but that's why Walls uh. is choosing to run. His campaign the way he is. He's just not saying anything. Well, Walls is hiding. That's what I'm saying, and and that's going to benefit him. Why wouldn't Walls be chomping at the bit to do a debate when Scott keeps doing and saying these things? You know why, Kenny? Because Walls is a lousy debater. And that, and he has nothing. What does he have to base it on other than... Their entire ad campaign on television is about one topic, and that's abortion. I, yeah, I've always assumed he's not doing it because he can't face the, the truth about the riots in the city of Minneapolis and St. Paul, for look, that matter. Look what happened at down. Farm Fest yeah. when that one guy confronted yeah. him. Yeah. And then he was if, pulled away by a fan that wanted by a picture. His people. Well, we don't have him answer anything truthful. But if he thinks Jensen's going to keep saying stuff like this, why would he debate? Right, right. <laughs> you know exactly. John. And, and Joe's Joe's right. Jensen's got to stop. Should he go back to the Holocaust stuff? No, well, that seemed to work. Yeah, I place it on. It, it's the Republican Party. I mean, come on. You had Kendall Qualls. You had the victory. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Discussed that yesterday, Kenny. I brought up the fact oh, yeah. that perhaps if they'd start uh, nominating people who other people can vote for who aren't necessarily strict Republicans or Democrats, that he's, would work better. But He's a crossover yeah. voter's dream. Yeah. I mean, he'll yeah. get, he would have gotten votes from right. both sides. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm lining up another conservative for us to talk to who's running for the legislature in that John Thompson district. But I don't think it's John Strominger. It's oh, a different person. He's not going to try again. Huh? We're going to try again. Oh. We're going to try again. Mm. 
I hope the guy doesn't try to sell us a tailpipe or something. Yeah. I think it was a fender or door. Fender or something. Trunk lid. Piece of artwork. Yeah. He didn't oh, even have to buy God. time. See, I have a new note about EcoFund Motorsports. <laughs> What's what that? Got? Well, all Crossfire golf carts are on are in stock and are five hundred bucks off for GLers only. They got the four seat style and the two seat with a dump box. They are so cool. How cool are they? They're so cool I have to have one. <laughs> yeah. But they'll have to store it in the winter, which I'm sure they would do. They're having an end of the season sale where GLers can also get a hundred bucks off any new scooter or electric bike, plus get free winter storage for any purchases starting October first. So it's already started. Mention GL as this is a GL exclusive at EcoFun Motorsports, the new store in Forest Lake on Highway 97, just west of 35, and the store that opened this summer in Burnsville on the service road off 35W. Uh, they got the great winter storage deal. Winter storage for scooters, motorcycles, and electric bikes, starting at 260 bucks. It includes a full spring tune-up, battery tendering, winterization, storage in and out of our heated warehouse, and they come and pick it up and bring it back to you for a small fee. This is the best deal in town. Convenience. This is the best deal in town. I'm going to take advantage of it for the third row in a year. What? I'm going to take advantage of it for the third row in a year. Nope. Third year in a row. There we go. See? I had him backwards there, didn't I? <laughs> wow. I'm going to go get a drink of water. Third row in a year. I'm going to go get a water of drink. Call EcoFun at 612-321-8867. Wait, are you sure about that? <laughs> that dyslexia. That'll reserve your spot. The area code goes store. first. Yeah. Just gave him a phone number to right. Kinko's. I did it right. <laughs> Uh, or go to EcoFunMotorsports.com. I think it's rookie here. I've heard for. people say yeah, both. No, it's Redmond. I've heard people say that's what it is. It's Redmond's flooring and design. Two ends. Redmond's Flooring and Design, working with Mohawk, and their all-pet protection and warranties, the only carpet protection and warranty for all pets, all accidents, all the time, because your pets are family members as well. No matter how you live, they've got you covered. Soft, luxurious, smart-strand, forever-clean carpet. It's an extraordinary clean, durable, and environmentally friendly. Mohawk has the ultimate floor for every room in your home that's suitable for all pets. It's time for you to love your floor with your entire family, thanks to the all-pet protection warranty from Mohawk. Is that short enough for you? That no. was short. Oh, did he leave? Yeah. Oh, forget that. Redmond's Flooring and Design, <laughs> right here in Anoka. 50 years they've been around. 763-316-3332. I'm halfway done. Redmond's.com, R-E-D-M-A-N-N-S.com. Reviews online. Estimates are free. Tell Mike you're a garage logician for over half a century. Redmond's Flooring and Design is giving you beautiful new kitchen floors taking out that green shag carpet and replacing it with top-of-the-line Mohawk products. Redmonds.com. I'm driving a green cart this afternoon in a brand-new four-wheel drive John Deere tractor. Yeah. I'm driving grain cart. That's what we're we doing. Do. You know what? Most people would drive a grain cart. We're doing beans, Joey. Beans. I love beans. beans I'm, part, beans. I'm part of the food chain, Suchi I boy. I love beans.
Beans, beans, the magical fruit. Oh, the more man. you eat, That's the more so, you toot. The more so you toot, the better you feel. So eat some beans at Monte, every meal. Is that electric grain curtain? Here's Joe Suchere. Hey, I'm it's driving grain curtain. It's Fat Boy here for Fat Boys. Maple Grove Lock and Safe. They've got the Fat Boys, the Liberty Safe Fat Boys, on sale until October 17th. It's a giant safe sale. These Fat Boys are big. Uh, You can uh, save on all the Fat Boy series. There's a bunch of them. Fat Boy Junior Extreme, 75-minute fire rating. Fat Boy Junior XL, 75, but it's got a secure electronic lock. The Extreme, a 110-minute fire rating. Electrical outlet kit, electronic lock, a door panel, a light kit. And the Colonial 50, that's a 75-minute rating. Uh, and that's got the electronic lock, too. Installed door panel, outlet, the whole deal. Uh, yes, financing is available. And and yes, you're grown up now. You have people do this for you. Professional delivery and installation also available. Liberty Safe, the best safe made right here in the United States. Transferable lifetime warranties. And yeah, the best safe on the planet right there. I said it. Maple Grove Lock and Safe. They're open during the week, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. 6901 East Fish Lake Road in Maple Grove. And of course, open 24 hours a day at maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Here's John Hyde in his newsroom. Thank you, Joe. And I have a confession. I missed a lot of the show because I've spent most of it trying to figure out how to pronounce Doug Sam or Doug Sam from mm-hmm. the Sir Douglas Quintet. I'm going to go Sam. Oh, yeah? There's an H yeah, in I there. I don't know. John, it's, it's I, online, so, it's both ways. Yeah. It's so easy to send you down rabbit holes, John. It's well, so easy. It's, I, I, but this is a question I've wondered about for 20 years. Is it Doug Sam or Doug Sam? Why'd you wait till so. now, then? I should well no I've researched this before too. I should probably find maybe an interview with them where they introduce them. That's usually mm-hmm. the best way. Yeah. And they'll say, "Hey, here's Kenny, you guys like to do it with music, but I love doing it to John with the baseball. The best was when we were back in the radio days and I'd walk by his <laughs> we, cubicle and I'd say, "Man, did did Judge hit 50 home runs last?" Hold on, I'll look it up and then he'd spend 10 hours looking up stats for me. I like keep fantastic. running into the control stats. room yes. over and over again. Yes. You're John Height. Yeah. <laughs> It was a lot easier when I didn't have to sit with you idiots. I could just sit at my desk and look all this stuff up. <laughs> Johnny Hyde, I got a new one for you. Here's John Hyde. Well, thank you, Joe. The uh, St. Paul City Council is hosting a public hearing today for community members to weigh in on the city's final decision on Pig's Eye Lake. The hearing is part of an ongoing debate of how to improve the area along the Mississippi River. As previously reported, the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers got backing from the Department of Natural Resources to build six new islands on the lake as part of an effort to reduce shoreline erosion and restore habitats for migrating birds as well as other animals. But a group against the project wants the city to step in and stop it. The hearing today is uh, scheduled to happen during the city council meeting, and uh, that all starts at about 3.30 in the afternoon on Wednesday. I guess I don't care either way, but why do we want to prevent that from happening? Do we know? I don't. Well, who are the activists who think this is a bad idea? I have no idea why that's a bad I, idea. Such, can you can regular citizens get to Pig's Eye Lake? Is it accessible? Well, on foot, yeah. All right. Isn't it rook off that Bruce Venno trail in there somewhere? Yeah. yeah. It looks no, like it's... Be- no, it, you it, go... It, it's between sixty one and uh, the river Concord. Yeah, you, there's a yeah. yeah there's a road you can go right behind Isn't, the marina, as if you're going to pool and yacht. No, that's nowhere near there. What's that lake there? No pool. That's, that's upstream. A oh, okay. Isn't that the one where the lady called nine one one because she went 
dr- she drifted away from shore? No, you that's said Cedar the... Lake in Minneapolis. Cedar. Oh, I thought yeah, it was this one. Cedar. Oh, yeah. Hey, how oh. are you? Hi. Guy from Hennepin the suburbs. That's Jesus. Re- They're all the <laughs> same, Lake. Chris. Hennepin oh. County Sheriff David Hutchinson will serve a 30-day peace officer license suspension in November, according to the Board of Peace Officer Standards and Training. The full suspension is 180 days, with 150 days stayed for three years with conditions. The suspension, of course, stems from that December 8, 2021 incident, after which Hutchinson admitted to drinking and driving before crashing a squad vehicle in Douglas County. He was later sentenced to two years of probation, said he'd entered a treatment program to address alcohol issues. He also agreed to pay for the squad vehicle that he totaled during the crash. His term is set to finish up at the end of the year, and he said in February he will not seek re-election. In May, the county well, announced nice Hutchinson... Hutchinson announced, uh, the county, excuse me, announced Hutchinson would be taking an indefinite leave of absence for health-related reasons. Yeah, we need a drop-in, like, uh, more proof of global warming. Um, we need a drop-in, more proof of life on the third rail, because mm-hmm. that's all this is. Correct. What a What a sham. Mm-hmm. My it, goodness. And it's the whole leave of absence due to health-related. This is all about to preserve his pension so that he gets to keep it, right, once he walks away from the gig? Uh, yeah, I suppose. I don't know. Yeah. Because why does he? Why is he yes, still employed? Why is he not in jail? Yeah, exactly. Okay, thank you. Met, is, he, uh, is he gay? I believe yeah. so. Yeah. I yes, want, yes. Well, yep. is it unreasonable to ask if that has something to do with it? I, I don't think it does. Okay, I, I think it's a third rail thing, like Kenny said. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, nobody cares his sexual. Yeah, but I'm just wondering if preference on the third rail might be. But the <laughs> string of texts that he was saying basically. Declaring himself untouchable because of his status—it's—it's it's a joke. This guy is a complete joke. Yeah, my guess this—this this would be the same case for straight people too. All right. Uh, I don't know. The Metropolitan Airports Commission and Delta Airlines are celebrating the return of a nonstop flight from Minneapolis-St. Paul International to Seoul Incheon International Airport in South Korea. Delta's direct flight to the city resumed this week with trips happening three times a week. Daily flights from Minneapolis to Seoul are expected to begin October 29th. The plane used for the trip can carry more than 300 passengers. It's a more than 12-hour journey. Airport officials say it's more than 6,200 miles. Delta says with this trip, it'll get back to pre-pandemic flight numbers to Korea. Will that be a, a plane I can watch fly over and reach up and touch it with a golf club? Probably. Oh, one. Yeah. I love those. Yeah, because those go slow and steady. Those uh, big ones you, are going to fly. You guys over. know that there's a daily Delta flight to uh, from MSP to Brainerd every day? Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I didn't. 12.47 p.m. How many people are on it? That's what I wondered when I drove by the Brainerd Airport and saw Three? the sign. <laughs> oh, it's a, I think it's a, j- a small jet or a prop thing. Oh, okay. It, it's a small plane. Mayo Clinic will Honey, raise I pay- uh, got us an anniversary gift for flying to Brainerd. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mayo Clinic will raise pay by 6% early next year for its largest category of workers, a move that clinic officials say is the biggest across-the-board pay jump in more than two decades. The raise apply, uh, raises apply to 64,500 allied health staff across the Rochester-based health system, which operates in Minnesota and four other states. The category includes jobs ranging from nurses and techs to security and maintenance, although pay increases don't apply to workers covered by union contracts. 
Mayo Clinic is Minnesota's largest employer. Health systems across the state are under pressure to boost pay for workers in all businesses. The pay increase acknowledges staff contributions through the COVID-19 pandemic, as well as broader economic factors, including health care, worker shortages, and the hit to household budgets from general inflation. There's two flights a day, round trip, is $174, and it's only 49 minutes. I'd call that a good deal. I'd call that I'm going to take my car. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'd be on that plane every day. The the BS before and after would, it'll, it's a four-hour <laughs> exercise. <laughs> President Biden will visit Hurricane Ravage, Florida, with a pledge that federal, state, and local governments will work as one to help rebuild homes, businesses, and lives. Biden reporter uh, Biden planning, excuse me, to meet Wednesday with residents and small business owners in Fort Myers, and to thank government officials providing emergency aid and removing debris. Joining Biden in Florida, two of his most prominent Republican critics, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and Senator Rick Scott, according to the White House and Scott spokesman, DeSantis has praised already the federal government's reaction to the events surrounding. Do we know when the president arrives there? That I don't have a time. I I want you to be very vigilant on getting the audio. Okay. uh, Because I'm sure he'll go Amy Klobuchar-like on this. Am I the only uh, jerk that thought going to Puerto Rico before going to Florida was a, a gaffe? I agree with you. Yeah, I don't know the... Uh, he I, should have I, gone yeah. to Florida first. I mean, Puerto Rico, absolutely, but come on, man. And when you see that footage of that destruction, can you visualize them ever getting back to normal? Who? Uh, well, Sanibel, for one. Well, we talked about this quite a bit yesterday. Okay. And you weren't here. Uh, and the answer is, uh, every place a devastating hurricane has struck this country... Uh, is now a flourishing location where oh, people want to live. Good. And and what we surmised yesterday is uh, people will not give up on the southwest coast of Florida. They'll rebuild, and it'll happen again someday because hurricanes are a natural occurrence. And I really would like to hear what the president says today. I'll monitor that, but I do have audio from the White House right now. Okay. You've said the president was responsible for gas prices coming down. Is the president responsible for gas prices going up? Mm. So it's a lot more so, nuance than that, right? Um, Peter, you know this. Yeah, thank you. Don't put uh, that ski professional on the air. Either. But I love that guy does not let up. Yeah, he's, been, he's been having a pretty good yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who is he with? That's Fox. Hmm. It's funny because you guys hated Acosta for doing the same thing. Hmm. Uh, interestingly enough, North Korea's latest <laughs> missile launch. Johnny Cake. Johnny Cake. Hey, I get, I get one for that. I'm Scores. not sure I uh, ever mentioned Acosta. Oh, hell, you went after Acosta about a half a dozen times that I recall. Oh, then I guess I did. North Korea's latest <laughs> missile. Memory going, Joe, is it? Yeah. North Korea. I see where Pig's Eye is. For that third row in a year. I see where Pig's Eye is. <laughs> the third row in a year. Right off of 61. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we said, Matt. Okay. Lifelong St. Paul Paul resident, Matt Mikulski. I like swimming in it. (laughs) North Korea's latest missile launch over Japan represents a major escalation that returns Pyongyang to a pattern of provocation it hasn't used in years, testing how much international resolve can be summoned to thwart it. A particularly strong reaction came from Japan. 
Two northern prefectures, the islands that stretch south of Tokyo, citizens started their Tuesday mornings yesterday with emergency alerts about the intermediate-range missile flying over their country. The incident will likely energize Japan's plan to increase military spending, a policy shift aimed at deterring North Korea and China. President Biden spoke on Tuesday with Japanese Prime Minister Fumio Kishida. Leaders agreed to coordinate on their response while condemning North Korea's missile test as destabilizing to the region, according to the White House. John, you just said something interesting. You uh, you yes. had to go FYI on us to say that uh, uh, you're defending... Uh, you're defending the White House, in other words. He he asked this well, well, uh, no, no, he asked this uh, fruitcake press conference uh, press secretary uh, <laughs> Biden claimed responsibility for gas going down. Will he claim responsibility for going up? And that's when you inserted yourself. So you must think the administration should be able to take uh, credit for gas prices going down but not going up. No, see now what we were talking about was the reporter. No, I you know. guys I were, know. were praising Peter yeah. uh, Ducey. I, I said he's having and, fun. And, and I, I basically was saying, well, that's the same thing Bob Acosta did while you guys took after him every chance Just you could. It had nothing to do with what they were talking about. Nothing to do with the subject they Viceroy were Viceroy Souchere. Yes. Just let him have it. Yeah. It's let him have it. Nothing, he's no, he's nothing our guy. whatsoever. He's John. Nothing let, whatsoever. Let him have no, it. No, I'm not let I'm not letting it go now, Caddy. <laughs> had nothing to do with, with well, the subject of what they were talking about. You're not about. a very gracious winner, my friend. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, I'll, I'll <laughs> What stop. a lousy winner. <laughs> yeah, he really is, Joe. You're a poor winner. <laughs> you're a poor winner, you bastard. Well, let's move let's move along then and talk about former President Donald Trump, shall He's we? A oh, poor winner. Winner. oh, God, yeah. please no. <laughs> Why can't no skip this one? Oh God! I Are you going to start yesterday. it? Start no, it out it. with. Just uh, do it. Just do re- it. Remember when Americans were making money during the Trump administration? Start it out like that. <laughs> Lawyers for former President Trump uh, asked the U.S. Supreme Court. I'm just going. I'm not going. I'm not going. Okay. On Tuesday, to step into the legal fight over the classified documents seized during an FBI search of his Florida estate. This will never the end. Trump team. No. Asking never the end. justices. To overturn a lower court ruling and allow the arbiter, the so-called special master, to review the roughly 100. Yes, I know. To review the roughly 100 documents with classification markings that were taken in August 8th search of Mar-a-Lago, the three-judge panel from the Atlanta-based U.S. Court of Appeals for the 11th Circuit last month limited the special master's review to the much larger batch of non-classified documents. The judges, including two Trump appointees, sided with the Justice Department, which had argued there was no legal basis for the special master to conduct his own review of the classified records. You know what this is. What is it when a magician distracts you with his right hand while he's Slight doing of hand. That's, Slight of that, hand. that's what this is. Well, the, yeah, that's exactly what this is. It's sleight of hand. They're distracting us from the real issues here. Is that well, like you pay better attention? be paying attention to what's been talked about. I have uh, I have uh audio from the vice president. The vice president. Yeah. All right. Pay attention and to it's the regarding where what? She, where she at? Yeah. Well, she was speaking at the that forum I had mentioned yesterday, and I don't know if this this just surfaced about a half an hour ago. What does this have to do with uh, Trump? Well, nothing. But you had told me to look for audio from the president possibly visiting Florida, which I was. And you come up with the vice president? Well, I have a search algorithm. Do you want me to go to a definition no. of how I find All right, this? Audio? Play it and just get it over with. <laughs> okay. Here we go. 
This is the uh, Joe's vice president, Kamala Harris. I've actually asked my team to do a Venn diagram. I love Venn diagrams. <laughs> I just love Venn diagrams. You know, the three circles, right? Sometimes there are more. I've what the hell was that? She loves Venn diagrams. diagrams. I mean, who doesn't? What's Venn die? Oh, Venn diagrams, the three Van circles. Dye? Where you, what? Where you, know, you like see circle, circle, and circle. So like you, the, uh, you, it, it shows you like what the Olympic correlates. rings? Yes. Yeah. Intertwining yeah. with all of us. We just lost Kenny. One, uh, <laughs> one concert note. If you've been waiting to see Rage Against the Machine for three years. <gasps> I haven't. You're, don't. I haven't been now, waiting. You are now totally out of luck. After three postponements going back more than two years here in the Twin Cities, they've now canceled its pair of sold-out Target Center shows, and the rest of its tour was scheduled for 2023. Why? The band, well, I'm, I'm getting there. They're leaving the money broke. on the table, uh, John. Well, they, they have a good reason. The band broke the bad news to fans via social media, blaming it on the bad break that frontman Zach De La Rocha suffered in his leg last year during the second show of the oh, band's first tour true. in over okay. decades. Remember last year, he ended up performing on yeah. a chair but now it's gotten worse and uh, he wrote in a post i have a severe tear in my left achilles tendon oh, only eight percent of my tendon is left intact which obviously is okay i life. just have to say this would not stop dave Grohl. that's all i'm gonna say he's got a point it's true Twin Cities fans who bought tickets online way back in February 2020 when Rage's tour was first announced will be automatically refunded. Others can seek refunds in person at point. Phil Collins can't even feed himself, and he's out there on stage. I would get a a motorized wheelchair. I would just get a a motorized wheelchair and blast around the stage. He's got nursing home attendants that bring him out there, wrap him in a shawl and give him some oatmeal, and he's trying to build him out. I mean, look at Elvis. Elvis went to the very end. That's right. And he had no idea where he was he the last four years of his life. What did Phil Collins do when he was trying to put the oatmeal on his forehead? Trying to get it in his mouth. Okay. <laughs> Garage Logic 2035. Oh. Do it. Let me just say this. And... <laughs> Yeah. What's 2035? No Joe, Joe, Joe apparently you're watching to take notes for the They're future. giving us ideas on how we're going to pull the show off. Oh. <laughs> Wheel them oh. in. Bring them in now. Joe, Get them off the stretcher. The <laughs> official definition of a Venn diagram is a diagram representing oh, mathematical or logical sets pictorially as circles or closed curves within an enclosing rectangle, the universal set, common elements of the sets being represented by the areas of overlap among the circles. Got all that? Yeah. You like those shoes that you don't have, you can put your feet in them and you don't have to, the, the heel does not bend? Yes. But you're, you're taking away the slippers. shoehorn industry. You are ruining the shoehorn yes, industry. Yes, the shoehorn is one of the most beautiful. It's the a lo- wonderful the tool, long isn't it? shoehorn. I have a long one. I have a long one. They're a great tool. And I used to use a short one, you're but a now tool. I have a long one. My God. Uh, it's a fantastic tool. Yeah, it's, I do. It's I love truly, it. Truly, I am joyous love about yep. the uh, um, call us now. Are we I done can. with the rage story? I hope Holy so. Holy moly. In closing, Chris, I'd just like to say regarding shoehorn. that story, rally around the family. Oh. Pocket full of shells. When they performed here during the RNC, I about lost my mind. It was fantastic. <sighs> I love that band. Where did they? Who did they play for? They came here to what would you say to protest the fact that the RNC was in St. Paul, so oh. they played at Target Center. Okay. It, it was it was very funny online when people started saying, "I'm never listening to them again." Like they didn't know yeah. the politics of, well, of right. the machine. Look right. at the name of the band. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Right. If yeah. I can put up Very. with bleeping Neil Young, I can put up with rage. <laughs> oh. I wish that all well, of them would shut up. I don't care which side they're on. Shut up. Play the song. Uh, well, uh, it, it's come to this. Jersey City's Newport Center Mall was the center of a social media storm over the weekend as online posters alleged a possible active shooter situation. Turns out it was a malfunctioning popcorn machine. I'll be there. Oh, wow. Yeah. 3.30 <laughs> Saturday afternoon, the first of nine calls made to the Jersey City Police Department about a possible active shooter situation oh. at the three-level mall near the downtown area. Social media users began warning people to stay away from the 41-acre Newport property filled with 130 retail stores. I don't, is this funny sp- or sad? Because I, uh, I don't even know how sad. I'd react. This is uh, why the government gets away with building charging stations. It would have been funny if Paul Blart had run at that popcorn machine and <laughs> right. tackled it and exactly. just beat it into submission. But I guess the, I don't even fault those people for thinking that, do you guys? Based upon uh, what's happened in our country yeah, the last no. handful I'll of years? I'll give you a one, I, not nine. I do. I do. I fault them. Okay. City spokeswoman Kimberly Wallace Scalacioni said police quickly figured out it was just a malfunctioning popcorn machine. Representative for the mall could not be reached for comment. John, that's nope. stuff. Oh, it's quality. That, I thought it was quality that's stuff. That's it, huh? Well, John, did you call him Bob Acosta? No, Bob Jim, Acosta. Jim Acosta. Oh, that's what I thought Jim you said, Acosta. too. Okay. Jim Acosta. Say the family of Volkswagen SUVs are in stock and arriving daily at Schmelz Countryside in Maplewood, southeast quadrant there of Highway 36 and 61, the oldest Volkswagen dealer in the area until I'm corrected, and I don't think I will be. Multi-generational dealership. The only way you can stay in business with one store is you've got to go the extra mile, and they do. The uh, family of Volkswagen SUVs include the, the new Volkswagen Taos with all-wheel drive and IQ drive advanced safety systems, the family size seven-passenger Atlas with 5,000-pound towing capability, the Tiguan. They also have the uh, all-electric Volkswagen ID4 if you're a candidate. It's named the 2021 World Car of the Year because uh, we're building charging stations. You'll be able to get that baby all over the country. The Volkswagen ID for great service, great people, and that inventory. I'm reading today in the Wall Street Journal, the uh, inventory at new dealerships like Schmelz, Countryside, Volkswagen, uh, the inventory is increasing. The supply chain problems are loosening up a bit, and dealers are getting their fill of that new inventory. Check out the Schmelz Countryside uh, website at SchmelzVW.com. Well, you left it running. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. This one's for you, Matthew. It's not just fall. It's time to get your winter and spring projects scheduled with AimHighConstructionMN.com season. Yes, I was just going to say that's in my copy. That's the season we have. That's why you get on AimHighConstructionMN.com right now. Get a hold of the owner, Chris. Turn his mic off. Uh, get the ball rolling for your indoor winter projects, your outdoor winter, pro- uh, your outdoor spring projects, whatever you got. I don't care. Uh, upstairs, downstairs, family room, toy room, panic room. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna. Do? I have to make a recommendation, and uh, no offense intended, and I don't mean to hurt your feelings, but 
that kitchen of yours. Come on, man. It's not 1978. Take care of that kitchen. Call Aim High Construction. They're a full-service company. Quality, honest service, their deal. You know you need a new kitchen, but you don't know what you want to do. That's why you call Chris. He's going to help you with the design consultation. And if you do have an emergency, a roof emergency... Call them anyway. Maybe they can help you get that roof on before the snow flies. Or decks, they do those too. Anyway, uh, the point is, get a hold of Chris and get it going right now. AimHighConstructionMN.com. How long was that, Joe? I have no 37 idea. 37 seconds. <laughs> Let's visit the not-failed academy. Oh. Mayor, my daughter attends Hill Murray High School. Yesterday she came home and said, Mom, I think my science teacher is a GLer. When I asked why, she informed me that while talking about the hurricane during class, her teacher reminded the students that there always have been, there always will be, horrific natural disasters, and nothing we humans can do will ever change that. Here, here. She reminded the class the difference between hurricanes of the past and present are the number of people impacted and the 24-hour news cycle that constantly barrages us with stories and images of the devastation. Just like you, she is not trying to minimize the tragedy of these events, but she is pointing out things are not worse. I found this to be a ray of hope, and it makes the daily drive from St. Paul to Maplewood totally worth it to know my children are being taught by critical thinkers who don't just blindly follow the liberal agenda. That's from MJ. Thank you. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, that is nice. Now we must visit the failed academy. She's a doozy. Okay. I will begin it with a note from our friend from Billy Stein up in Aiken. Got it. Did you read about the NYU organic chemistry prof who was let go because his students thought his course was too hard? Yes, I did. Well, organic chemistry is hard and an essential class for all future doctors. So it was for me. Organic was a struggle. Back at St. Thomas 52 years ago, I had been accepted into the Minnesota School of Dentistry on the condition that I successfully complete organic chem. The professor was a character by the name of Professor Carney. He lectured with a heater hanging from his lower lip. The class began at 7.30 a.m. He would arrive much earlier and fill the board with all kinds of complicated equations and reactions for us to copy in our notes. Once the class started, he would begin erasing and writing new ones as he talked. The night before the big final, my son Billy was born. I called Dr. Carney and explained the situation, hoping that I could take the test a day later. He asked if mom and child were doing well. I said they were. He said, great, you can come in at 9.30 instead of 7.30. Needless to say, I passed barely with some help from the Holy Spirit and a friend who tutored me and went on to have a successful dental practice for 43 years. Hmm. At NYU, students were failing organic chemistry. Who was to blame? So they got rid of the prof. His name is uh, Maitland, and uh, he wrote the textbook they were studying. He's received awards for his teaching as well as recognition as one of NYU's coolest professors. But last spring, as the campus emerged from the pandemic, 82 of his 350 students signed a petition against him. Students said the high-stakes course, notorious for ending many a dream of medical school, was too hard, blaming Dr. Jones for their poor test scores. What the hell's this guy's name? Ian. Uh, Something Jones. Maitland Jones, I believe. Maitland Jones Jr. Yeah. Uh, The professor defended his standards, but just before the start of the fall semester, university deans terminated Dr. Jones' contract. (laughs) 
The officials had also tried to placate the students by offering to review their grades and allowing them to withdraw from the class retroactively. The chemistry department's chairman, Mark Tuckerman, said the unusual offer to withdraw was a one-time exception granted to students by the dean of the college. Mark Walters, director of the undergraduate studies in the chemistry department, summed up the situation in an email to Dr. Jones before his firing. The university's handling of the petition provoked equal and opposite. I don't even want to read this. Did anybody in the department have his back? No, it sounds like it They all caved? Wow. In short, this one unhappy chemistry class could be a case study of the pressures on higher education that tries to handle its Gen Z student body. Should universities ease pressure on students, many of whom are still coping with the pandemic's effects on their mental health? Uh, How should universities respond to the increasing number of complaints by students against professors? Do students have too much power over contract faculty members? who do not have the protections of tenure. And how hard should organic chemistry be anyway? I want it to be as hard as possible. you got to know your elements. <laughs> exactly. you got to know how stuff reacts. Because you know what's coming down the road? Easy organic Stupid chemistry. Yes. Yeah. Right. Really, think you, about it. You need to be able to go yeah. in the, in the yeah. chemistry room, build that little volcano thing, Here put go. the baking powder in there, and let her you know, bubble over like Brady Bunch. Yeah. We might already have a few. Uh, really? About a month ago, I said, well, what about trazodone? Would trazodone work? And the doctor says, oh, that's a great idea. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you don't want the soul man recommend, you know. <laughs> Prescribing your own medication. <laughs> you, you should have known that trazodone would have helped that patient. Give me the big pills. <laughs> I, I just find this uh, deplorable. Uh, the, these kids, the inmates are running the asylum, and they're all going to be idiots. And I don't want to go and get an x-ray by somebody who flunked him. Right. Well, I want somebody who, like Dr. Bill Stein, chemistry. cheated on with his buddy and to get through cheat. it. He did cheat. He said he had help. He had help. Yeah. That means tutoring. That means cheating. <laughs> does it? As far like, as you it's know. It's like Horiza told me, Mr. Horiza, Mikulski would have done a lot better if he would have applied himself. That's right. No, or, or do no, I? no. You got it wrong. <laughs> no, Mikulski would have done a lot better if the other guys around him had applied themselves. That's right. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use this story. I had this story in my news. I didn't get to it, though. Uh, but it taught me a new word because uh, one of the things in the student's complaint was opacity. Yeah, what's do you know that? what opacity that, means? I That's I an, an, a word that should be just uh, I had I had to go look it up. It's something yeah. to do with seeing through something. If you if it you be, use wow, that word, listen to you. Well, he's he's thinking of opaque. Yeah, opaque. it's a spinoff. Oh, I wouldn't even have thought of that. Yeah, it's a spinoff, isn't it's, it? It's it, the condition of lacking transparency. Yeah. Yeah, but if you, you if you use that word, you should be punched in the gut because you're just trying <laughs> to say I'm super duper smart and you're an idiot because you don't know what opacity is. I would love, Matthew, if you would listen to this Brett Weinstein podcast, uh, Dark Horse. You got to be kidding me! Wouldn't that be fun? So he couldn't. Have he you ever seen last thirty seconds? Have you ever seen those videos where they put two kids in front of a camera and they like listen to I don't know Linda Ronstead for the first time yeah, yeah. and they're blown away? I want to do that with Matthew listening to the Dark Horse podcast. That'd Rook. be so fun. You've heard words. You will hear words you've never heard before. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna feel really dumb. No rookie. Oh, we're going to make a million bucks. A new spinoff from the Garage Logic, the Bleep That Word podcast. Yeah, what words can we F? That's not a bad idea. To have a camera on Rookie 
hearing a word it's, like opacity. I'm, I'm picturing so hot, crazy oh, matrix defined, yeah. except we bleep yeah. that word. Absolutely, Such. We let him hear it in context, yeah. and then we ask him to give us the definition. <laughs> how dumb. You remember how dumb I was? Well, I'm much better now. <laughs> Oh, let's remember how dumb I used to be. Used to be. I used to be. Well, better I'm better, better now. Better now. Yeah. Is that Stan or Ollie? That's uh, Stan. That's Stan Laurel. Stan you know, Stan Laurel. wrote every every. I movie. did know that. Yeah. Have you ever seen the movie? Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, so did I. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. When was that movie out? I don't recall that. Oh, two years ago. Oh. Three two. years ago. Only, uh, only because they come to us. <laughs> yeah. Hold let's, on. Uh, Look that up, John. What, the Look, movie? I am right now. Okay, Thank three you. years ago. No, I don't 20. know when it was. I'm, I'm saying 20. 2020? No, 20 years ago. Oh, Saps God, no. It was just recent. It was John C. You're, Riley. You're talking about Stan, Stan and Ollie, right? You're yeah. talking about? Yeah. Uh, 2018. Oh, my God, where does the time go? Yeah. I was wrong. You were Five right. and eight is 13. Sorry. Four years ago. Sorry. No. Only because they come to us all the way from Marlith Park and Mumalanga. Um, South Africa, from the traveling Lymans at WorldwideWaftage.com. On this day... Today is October 5th. In 1898, the Battle of Sugar Point occurred on Leech Lake. Soldiers from the 3rd Infantry had accompanied U.S. Marshal R.T. O'Connor to arrest Bagon Gazig of the Bear Island Pillager Ojibwe. Mm. Bagon Gazig had protested practices of lumber companies on the reservation, and he was in turn accused of illegal liquor sales. When O'Connor came to arrest him, Bagon Gazig was rescued by a group of Ojibwe. O'Connor then requested assistance from General John M. Bacon at Fort Snelling, who traveled with 80 soldiers on a steamer to Sugar Point on Leech Lake, where Begon Gazig and his friends were living. Six soldiers were killed in the ensuing battle while Begon Gazig escaped and was never arrested. Hmm. The Battle of Sugar Point. Hmm. Uh, I've been on Leech Lake numerous times. I can't, I don't know where Sugar Point is. So thank you, GLers. Oh, you're, mi- wait, you're missing one. What? On this day in 1998. Randy Moss destroyed the Packers in the coming out party of a lifetime as a rookie. Oh. Yeah, that happened. 98. How do you remember that? I don't know. I, I only I only know stupid things. I don't know why I remember that. It you want one more fifth. note from big towns versus small towns? Remember that game, John? Bob writes, I've been a GL or I've been a GL or longer than I've been a sign guy, which has been over twenty years. Oh, this is Bob, my guy. Yeah, Yeah. the self-importance of Metro City governments has never been more clear. I've been working to procure a sign permit for a project in a metro suburb with a population of around seven thousand people. I've been working on this for almost four weeks. The total sign permit fee came to thirty eight hundred and eighty dollars. That'll be paid by my customer who is wanting to do business in that community. It's a comparison not far from the land of Kenny. I've attached the one-page permit application with a flat fee of 50 bucks, which would have been reviewed and approved within 48 hours. There are many other similars in the area, from 25 bucks to 75 bucks, to basically make sure we're in compliance with local ordinances. I can get you a sign but it's going to cost you a lot more in the Metro. Mm. All the best, Bob Wolf. 
Yep. Bob did the uh, new marquee at the Andrea Theater. Yes, he did. We in, we talked about that in Alexandria, and that thing is awesome. Mm-hmm. It's it's so good. No, the Grand Canyon's awesome. Mm-hmm. Thank you, GLers. <laughs> <laughs> How come you didn't get that? Whenever I use the word awesome, I get that. GLers, uh, don't forget. I can also wear my hat during the broadcast if I so choose. You suck, Kenny. <laughs> the Garage Logic Town Council is here. $10 a month, $100 a year. Access to 24-7 members-only live audio stream full of recordings. But best that of doesn't segments. affect the podcast. It doesn't affect the it's podcast. It's still free and posted when it always is. Word. You're also going to receive a weekly newsletter from the mayor, a town council extra membership BS. card, a town council it's window cling, and a certificate from the mayor. More at garagelogic.com. No, wait a second. Brand new news from the Krabby Coffee Shop was released today. All right. Featuring the new mayor of GL, Don McLean. All right. If Don was on, I'll listen to it. Yep. Okay. (laughs) Go ahead, Matt. Check out podmn.com. Sign up, subscribe on YouTube to Garage Logic and all other social media stuff, and you will have the greatest cha of your life. Cha. 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 For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today. Okay.